Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today on the show, we're talking about depression. This is a big topic. We've brought in an expert to help us. Um, Celeste Inman is here from the Vine Wellness Group. They are no stranger to Next Talk. We've partnered with them on things. We've spoken with them at events before. Um, Annie and Celeste are owners of the Vine Mm -hmm. Wellness Group. We have Celeste here today. Um, Celeste, tell us a little bit about you, just in case they haven't listened to the other shows. Um, We are a mental health um, and kind of encompassing wellness agency or practice that we like to help with um, mental health with Children as young as age two all the way up, uh, individuals, couples, maritals, families, group therapy as well. Um, So we kind of try to hit a lot of different populations and provide other services as well. And are you a parent? I am a parent. I have an 11-year-old daughter and a 6-year-old son. Um, And then, of course, also a licensed professional counselor and registered play therapist as well. One of the things I love about you and um, Annie is that you're counselors, but you're parents. Because it makes a difference because there's been so many shifts in our world Mm -hmm. with social media and the digital world and all of that. It does impact the mental health world. And I love that you guys are in the thick of both of it. I I feel like you guys are such a great resource for our community. Experiencing both sides, you know, seeing the clients and then also having Having it firsthand at home definitely makes a difference and you know being aware of what we're doing in the office in the counseling sessions and then also at home with our children yeah I love that so I want to dive into depression and spend a lot of time with you on this topic it's a topic near and dear to my heart because I never struggled with depression ever until I was pregnant mm. And it was, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Like I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. I cried all the time, but I had no reason to cry. Like I was happy with my life. There wasn't anything that I thought I want to change, Mm -hmm. but I was sad all the time. I felt like I was looking at myself, trying to fix myself, but couldn't. Mm -hmm. I remember the feeling and it was so helpless to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I got help, went to my doctor, I got on medication. Good. And yeah, I got, I did, I, I saw two counselors and medication at the same time. <laughs> um, and then six months after he was born, I weaned off the medicine. I've never needed it again. That was 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. I know that's a, some people aren't like that. Some mm-hmm. people struggle with it their whole lives. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I got a taste of what it was like. And it was, it it's was, tough. it was the toughest. I would, I would beg to say that it, I mean, my husband and I, we both would probably agree. It was the toughest nine months of our marriage. Like it was because I was totally checked out. Like yeah, I yeah. wanted to die mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, I know it doesn't, you don't always have suicidal thoughts, but right. tell us because I'm kind of giving my experience, but I know it presents in different ways. So it, it tell definitely us. Does, yeah. and it doesn't. And that's, I think what an important thing to point out too, as you were mentioning, you 
didn't understand because you had a happy life. There wasn't anything you wanted to change. There right. were things you were happy about, but in that moment you were feeling depressed. Yeah. Um, and so some people might minimize and say, well, why aren't you happy? You have all these great things going for yeah. you. Yes. And I had people do that. Mm-hmm. I had people say, mm-hmm. oh, it's hormones. It's And I'm like, this is something different. I've been mm-hmm. pregnant before. This is different. Uh-huh. Chemical imbalances or life situations sometimes can come into play, or if it is just a hereditary thing, there are different causes for depression. Mm-hmm. And then again, different levels as well for depression is the mild, moderate, severe. And depending on how um, how long it's going on, how persistent or how intense the emotions mm-hmm. are and um, how much of a struggle it is for day-to-day activities of just even getting out of bed. Yes, um, that really was hard. a big one for me. I mean, I would sleep all the time. No energy, no motivation. No. Oh, my mm-hmm. sweet mother-in-law would come over, do my laundry. I couldn't do anything. Like, I was literally off fog. my feet, mm-hmm. like knocked off my feet. And it was awful because I I kept thinking what's wrong with me mm-hmm. like why don't I have energy and I kept I remember I kept calling my mom and I was like this is my life now there's I'm never going to get out of this I'm never mm-hmm. this is I, I'm cursed hopeless. with this now yes. it felt hopeless yes it feels like there's no end to and it. so when people call me and they're like I think my young kid is struggling with this and mm-hmm. I think it's already presenting I, I get so worried about them mm-hmm. because I know that it is a it's tough. Like, it's, it's real. a real thing. Um, and I think, too, one thing you want to make sure with depression, if it is going on for a period of time, you don't want it to be left alone for an extended period yeah. of time because mm-hmm. it can get worse and worse. Absolutely. And you really get into this deep hole that's really hard to get out of. Um, it doesn't always mean suicide ide- you know, that people are suicidal, but you don't want to go that far. You Absolutely. don't want it to go that long. And so you really want to make sure that you're getting the help that you need. Um, whether if it is medication, um, though you want to, again, have those open conversations or even with the doctors, whether it's adults or children, having somebody else to talk to because um, medication and counseling together, having that psychotherapy piece and talking through that is another important piece that it can really benefit when they work together. I'm so um, glad you said that because I meet mamas all the time, especially that are on medication and are not having the counseling piece or the psychotherapy piece mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that should go hand in hand. Right. It right? really is important. One reason because you can learn those coping skills so that hopefully in time you can yeah. get off the medication. Right. Yeah. That you don't have to be on it. Right. Um, but also another piece is depending upon how low and how severe somebody is with their depression, when they start taking the medication, it might clear that fog to where mm-hmm. they can start thinking more clearly and they're feeling that there's no end in sight and, and that's when they can really start formulating plans for suicide and carry through with the plan because now they have, they have more energy and, and energy. Clarity. Yes. Oh, see. So that's why so they have so to be monitored important. Yes, that's closely. Why it's so important for that. Yeah. You know, when Mandy was ex- sharing her experience and she said this presents in different ways, yeah. um, mm-hmm. what are some different ways, especially with younger people, mm-hmm. that we should be looking for in our kids or young adults? A lot of times people always think of the isolation it kind of, you know, removing themselves from yeah. things or the lack of energy, yeah. um, having a hard time sleeping, but at the same time, um, wanting to sleep a lot, um, can't get good sleep, mm-hmm. um, changes in appetites, changes in behaviors, but even irritability and agitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they might even appear a little more angry instead yeah. of so quiet and removed. It come, it's, it could come out as more irritable as well, hmm. easily frustrated. And yes. things that can cause depression. I mean, it, it's a spectrum, right? It, it could really be hereditary. Mm-hmm. It could be something in your environment. It could be 
um, the the culture that you're living in, your home yes. environment, right? I mean, it could be lots of different it things. Could stress overload with school, yeah, or even with work and family, and all the all the different weight that you have on you, and mm. you just feel like you can't get through it all. I can't get it all done very overwhelmed and just not seeing that end in sight yeah how do we know um because i think we've all felt that way all yep. felt overwhelmed mm-hmm. yeah like oh my goodness and yep. freaking out yes. or crying or whatever it might be angry agitated more than normal mm-hmm. i have been there my husband has been there how do we know when we've crossed over the line to being really depressed and like we we need help i think when it's definitely gone on for a length of time um several weeks I mean, you're seeing a pattern over at least definitely after two, three weeks, a month. This is not changing. This is not getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking to your kids as well, you know, asking them, noticing, you know, I'm really noticing that you've kind of withdrawn a little more. You spend more time in your room and mm-hmm. or you don't talk as much. You've, um, your behaviors and kind of pointing out the behaviors that you notice that are different mm-hmm. from them. That, and so kind of asking them, are you having fun these days at all? Or mm. um, are you is there something you're really unhappy or sad about? just changing that verbiage and having that open communication with them and checking in as to how long and you've noticed changes in your kids Mm -hmm. Um, and so checking in with yourself it's if it's a period of time or your children and really paying attention so usually even like a month is probably a good time to start talking with either a medical doctor or seeking out um, a counselor and speaking from an older kid's perspective you know you know my daughter's getting ready to go into high school and there's definitely more she um you, she's definitely getting more independent. She spends more time in her room now than mm-hmm. she did when she was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. That's normal. That, yes. I'm still seeing her want to go shopping or mm-hmm. want to whatever. But if I'm seeing her go to her room all the time and then not do the other things, right. then that's not so. There's the, there's some normal normal things that happen. Or, yes, and you you know your kid. Yes. So be in tune with that. And I would also say to moms and dads, know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I loved what you said at the beginning of the show. Don't let it go too long. Mm-hmm. I let it go too long. I kept feeling weak. I kept feeling like I, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll, uh-huh. I'm a strong person. Mm-hmm. I'll get this over is this. Just a stage. Yes. Yeah, this yes. is just a sta- well. And I was pregnant, so I kept telling myself it's hormones. Uh-huh. I just kept diminishing it. Um, and what happened to me was once I went to the doctor, I was so far gone. Um, and it takes a minute for the medicine to work. You know, you're not going to take the medicine and then the next day you're yeah, back right. to normal. Yeah. And so that took six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get into a counselor. Mm-hmm. I had two that I was seeing at the time. Like getting into that was a process. Right. So you, sometimes the help isn't like right away. Right. And so you need to know the warning signs and talk to your doctor mm-hmm. once you notice, okay, I'm not dealing with things like I used to. You know, if you can't get on the phone with your best friend or call your husband or spouse or whatever and talk through it and feel better, mm-hmm. if nothing is helping right. that normally mm-hmm. helps you, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Two to three weeks is definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a because it's a, I let it go. Like I was like four months. The longer and you I was, leave it, the longer it is going to take mm, to get the relief. Interesting. Yes. Um, and so and like you pointed out, medication takes some time because even it, sometimes, too, you have to react switch. differently. Yes. And you yes. might have to try different. I had to switch one. a couple times. And I mean, I remember telling my husband, I don't want to die, but I'm thinking about suicide. And there's something wrong with that. Like yeah. there's something mm-hmm. not right with that. And I couldn't explain it. You know, I, you, you're not in your right mind. Right. So you can't really 
communicate the way you normally communicate. And so I would say also just being aware in your home, Mm -hmm. you know, with your spouse and your kids, if you're seeing them off and you can't talk them off the ledge or help them like you normally would, Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of a red flag. Like maybe something's going on. And I think having that compassion and letting them know that you are really concerned about that and you want to try to open up that that line of communication, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard for them because having those emotions and feelings sometimes is embarrassing or shameful. Yeah. And so those are hard ones to open up about. And so just having that patience with them to sit and listen and letting them know day by day, too, I'm here for you. I love you, um, that you're reaching out to them. And then mm-hmm. also pointing out other great things that you see in them that they're yes. good at. That Try to help them see some of those positives. Sure. In the meantime, um, they're still going to struggle with it, but still pointing those you know, good things out in the time that you enjoy having with them. Right. Um, And I think sometimes it's harder to get the adults to open up because of the pride thing. Yes. You can kind of crack the kids a little bit more, especially, I don't want to be stereotypical here, but men and husbands, you know, sometimes when they are struggling, it's hard for them to admit they're struggling. Right. They're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be taking care of the family. And if I'm feeling these things then they're seeing that maybe they can't. And so, it, you know, the judgment, their fear of the judgment for anybody. Well, you know, we recently did a midlife crisis show because it keeps coming back. That, Absolutely. Uh, you know, moms and dads are struggling with these issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the day-to-day of grind and all the responsibilities on us and everything coming at us, it can create anxiety. And if that's left unchecked, go into a depression. Yes, they definitely can coincide very often. That can be really a bad deal. Absolutely. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener-supported. Everything we do here at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. Today we're talking with Celeste Inman from the Valiant Wellness Group. We are tackling the huge issue of depression, Mm -hmm. which one of the first things that comes to mind for me as we're talking through this is the stigma that a lot of times is associated with depression and medication and getting help Mm -hmm. in general, like going to a psychotherapist or a therapist or a doctor. Mm -hmm. That alone is a big hill to climb for a lot of people. And, And I mean, sadly enough, there are people who feel like, you should not take medication or you should right. not get help. Yes. This is just if you I've even heard people say if you um, are a good person or if you believe in God, then you should not believe in depression. Like mm-hmm. it is. Oh, no, uh, it is. A oh, lie. no. I and that, that just fires hits me. Up. Oh, it, it fires me, me up. Well, it does. It gets me to the core because it's an, it's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. And then there's hereditary issues that you need to deal with and all kinds of life strains. Right. And so I think that's one thing I want to make sure we we just really really focus on today is something that I want them to hear from you that it is not something to be ashamed of and it is something that you can get help for definitely and medication I understand a lot of um, people and parents have concerns with medications um, for different reasons a multitude of reasons Um, and and there's things to definitely try that are more conservative sure so the sooner that you get in Mm -hmm. when you start seeing the signs then maybe you can 
not have to use medication because you can start using those coping skills or the self-talk or, mm-hmm. or different techniques that you learn through counseling and um, giving that hope back that maybe they don't have to or changing your nutrition and having the physical activity or finding ways of better sleep. Yes. So there's definite things that can change that can possibly help that if it's not so severe. Mm-hmm. But once it gets to such a severe state, medication is almost really needed to help pull you up to where that you can be more motivated and functional to use those coping skills or change some of those behaviors that you might need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a lot of times where medication is so important to really help so that you can have that lift and that take that edge off or just to be able to get day-to-day things done. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad you said that because I think that's important to present that other side. Um, there's been times when I have struggled and thought, am I depressed? Like, what, what's going on? And I went to see my doctor who, she was an OBGYN, and she's great at just really validating those feelings mm-hmm. and being honest about all the options. And she said, first, for a couple of weeks, let's try doing what you can control. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's change your diet. Mm-hmm. I want you to get out there and exercise. I want you to mm-hmm. get out in the sun every day. I want you to take some things off your plate. Mm-hmm. Let's do that for a couple of weeks, and then I'm going to have you come back in, and we're going to have this talk again. And I came back in, and I was feeling great. And it was just I needed someone to pull me out of that rut yeah. and, some of the and remind me, like, you have to take care of this body of yours. You right. can't just eat chocolate all day long and go on two hours of sleep. <laughs> like, you really have to do some things here to help your chemical right. imbalance you take do. balance. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other side of that. Yes, that worked in that situation. But I have seen many people in my family struggle with depression and not be able to find relief from Mm -hmm. doing things on their own. And medication helped them turn that corner to come back to life, essentially. And no shame in that game. You know, that's why I say all the time. And I'm just so thankful that we have those resources. Well, and there are some people that need the medication for their entire life because it's a chemical imbalance. And and, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I just want to hear, I want moms and dads to hear, you are not weak if you need medication or counseling for depression. It's like having high cholesterol. Exactly. It is, this is, we need to get the stigma right off of this because if you have something wrong with your heart you're going to take care of it with medication absolutely if you, if you have something else with another medical situation you're going to use that medication to help take care of it. it's the same thing with mental health as well the brain um, sometimes we need the medication to help just a little extra mm-hmm. well and we didn't mention the medication piece and the anxiety show that we did but this all ties in i mean there's medicine for anxiety too it's yes. all kind of the same mental health right it is in the fact of try all the different things be open to that i feel yeah. like god can heal using so many different avenues mm-hmm. i know for me he did um one thing i struggled with okay so i went through my depression and i weaned off the medication and got better mm-hmm. and i know not everybody you know does that but after i got off of it and i felt great and i felt like myself again um but one thing i want to say as i'm talking about this i had a friend tell me she said you're going to start seeing glimpses of yourself again and i'll never forget it i was unloading the dishwasher one day bawling my eyes out and i went to put a cup up into the cupboard Mm -hmm. the cabinet and i felt joy and I remember mm. thinking, oh, a glimpse of myself came back just now. It did. And that a became. A great feeling to have in that yes. moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it became more regular. Mm-hmm. You know, I would mm-hmm. see it more often as the healing process mm-hmm. be- came with yeah. me. You know, I felt I could find joy in things again. Just little things. Um, but then once I walked through it and I was off the medicine, 
I was overridden with anxiety that I was going to have depression again. Yes. Like for a year, I would wake up in cold sweats. Oh my gosh, it's coming again. I can't walk through that again. I cannot do that whole Mm -hmm. thing again. And I would have anxiety. And my counselor gave me the best tool. And I still think about it today. She said, think of it like you're walking down a hallway. And all the doors are closed. And she said, the the depression door has been opened. You know what's behind that door. Mm. And so it creates anxiety in you because you don't want to walk through that again. Mm-hmm. And she said, I mentally want you to picture yourself Close shutting it. Door. Mm-hmm. Shut the door. Mm-hmm. And you're going to shut it. And, and I know that doesn't help in everybody's situation. But for me, something that was, I think, brought on technique. through pregnancy mm-hmm. and all the different hormones and the chemical imbalance, I think it just sent my body into a spiral that really helped me because mm-hmm. with anxiety that I, I, I was just so afraid I was going to go back into the depression. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And when you're that low and you are having those thoughts, you're like, I can't go back there once oh, you're yeah. feeling so better scary. again. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to miss out on that joy. You don't want to be in that dark, dark place at all. It's yeah. not True. a good place to be in. Another thing that I wanted to just mention that's really important as well um, is if you have a friend or with your children, um, when you're talking to them and and being very compassionate, non-judgmental, ask them if they've had any thoughts of hurting themselves at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so important. Um, I know a lot of people are afraid to ask those questions because they're afraid that maybe if I ask that, it's going to take them to that place and make them go there. And that's not the case. Um, What's more important is you know how severe, where are they at? Have they thought of a plan? Ask them if if they have thought of a plan of hurting themselves. What is that plan? What Mm -hmm. does it look like? Mm -hmm. Um, And if they have, you know, when was the last time they thought of it? Mm -hmm. How quickly and how, um, what kind of help treatment do they need? Is it right now? Mm -hmm. Do they need to be at a hospital or do they need to be in treatment? Because you want to make sure that they stay safe. You care about them, of course. I think a lot of people are waiting for the invitation. They're waiting for the invitation to open up about it Mm because they think nobody sees me. Nobody knows what I'm struggling yep. with. Nobody understands how hurt I'm I am. I'm afraid how they're going to react. I'm afraid how they they don't know. I don't want to bring it up. And they're mm-hmm. waiting for that invitation to say, like, yes, I need help. Yeah. I need help. And that's so you're point. right. I think that's so good to just be brave enough to do that. And I would say as a mom or a dad, if your kid is saying, you know, telling you that they do have a plan or they have thought about harming themselves, you got to stay calm. You yes. know, you can't gasp. You can't, right. oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, we got to get you to a hospital. We yeah. can't. You can't respond that way. You need to be calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reserve your emotions, listen, Mm -hmm. figure out where they are. Right. Then you can leave and exit and go into the other room and call people and figure out your plan Plan of action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that remaining calm is important important. because it's going to create more anxiety and more you know alarm them and then knowing what oh my gosh what have I done to the family now or or what's wrong with me right they're immediately going to think and nothing's wrong with them they're just struggling with this Mm -hmm. issue a medical issue like you said just like a heart issue just like having a broken arm we Mm got to get this fixed right yeah I think another thing that we can bring into this conversation is that we can't necessarily like the things that we talk about a lot at Next Talk, like pornography or, you know, whatever. We can't necessarily prevent depression from happening, mm-hmm. but it is okay to talk about it with your kids, mm-hmm. even your young kids, in an age appropriate way to prepare them for those weird emotions or mm-hmm. hard emotions that they may find in themselves or their friends mm-hmm. before it happens so that they recognize it when it happens right. and so that you're able to have that conversation easier if they go start going down that path. Right. Um, there's been times when I pointed things out to my kids about my own behavior or about daddy's behavior when he's going through a difficult thing. And I'll say, 
man, you know, we're not, I'm not handling that very well. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling like this right now. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pray about it or I'm going to go outside and exercise to get out of this funk. Like I'm verbally walking myself through it and talking them through Mm -hmm. kind of those first responses to those emotions Mm -hmm. to give them some tools and information about hard topics. Being prepared for it if it ever comes up, either with their friends or for themselves. How do I identify it kind of, right? Right. Okay. Really important. Are there any other tips that you would give to parents as far as things that we can do with the, the signs or avoiding judging them, things that we can really keep in the back of our mind with dealing with our kids or people around us who might be struggling? I think one other thing that's important is helping to kind of put that hope back in. Mm. Again, trying to keep things positive where you can um, and helping them to also be included and part of the family, keeping them involved and engaged and giving them Mm -hmm. things to do around the house. You're a part of this family. You're important. You have a purpose. The more that they are involved and engaged with those kinds of things at home um, and they feel included, that also kind of helps take a little nudge off of the kind of maybe a little bit of prevention possibly Mm -hmm. because they are feeling more connected and purposeful Mm -hmm. Um, whereas if they're not feeling as connected and engaged sometimes they do start to have those negative self-talks and doubts and am I really worthy am I needed am I is there a purpose for me or yeah um, am I really they start to question things and parents you know can constantly reassure and just remind them how much they're loved and needed but that's so important but then too um, if you are having conflicts and they're when they're in a negative state they're going to try to kind of um be combative yes kind of, and more yeah. irritable and they're yeah. going to push those limits a little bit more and mm-hmm. really kind of test things and you're going to want to choose your battles more wisely is this something we really need to get into or mm-hmm. is this one that we can kind of you know, ignore, not ignore for now, but, you know, set your firm limit and this is where it stops and this is what, you know, is expected and just kind of move on and don't continue the engagement. Yeah. Mm. Um, Just put it at an end at the very beginning. Maybe have a little bit more grace if you know they're struggling with depression or you know they're in this negative light Mm -hmm. and know your boundaries. So know when it's time to be like, okay, I'm not, I can't allow this anymore. My grace is, is, yeah. yeah. This is a value that we're not going to go beyond. Right. Um, But, Yes, I can be more grace, graceful right now and just giving yeah. them that extension of some of that um, easiness. Be, be kinda, clear but compassionate. Yes. Kind of take into consideration that they're having a hard time processing right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was great having you on the show today. Tell us again where we can find you if somebody wants to come visit you at your office. You can visit Set our website at thevinewellness.com and our office phone number is 210 210- Four nine zero four four one nine, and we'll tag you on our social media too, so they, our um, followers can go follow you guys. Place. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank you, you. thank you so Appreciate much. You being on the show. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM six thirty. The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?